Welcome everyone to the Smart Nerd Podcast. This is Ariel after a week of hiatus due to personal issues and shit and whatnot. Uh, but we're back uh, and with us the same crew as always, Baldwin. Say hi. Hey, good evening everybody. Good night. And Harold. Be here always. Harold. Hello everyone. Just hello. <laughs> very, very short and sweet. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, a lot of shit has happened since we went uh, back uh, when we recorded our previous podcast. Uh, we did a predictions for Survivor Series, and that came and went. And we hit a lot of good. Uh, uh, we hit oh, a lot yeah, of marks. We, we missed a lot we of did. marks. Yes. Yes, we did. We did. We hit a lot. Yes. Well, you guys hit more That's- than I did. Exactly, but even though if it, if it wasn't you or Harold or I, one of us did hit, did hit it. Yeah, and 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 it came out the way we wanted it to come out. Survivor Series was awesome. Yes, it was. I loved it. It was, it was a, a good, good pay per view. It was a good pay per view. The retirement ceremony for the Taker was eh, man mm. at best, you know, very mm. underwhelming oh. in my taste. But that's not here or there. We knew that. He wasn't going to do any spots. We kind of were in fear of whether The Fiend was going to make an appearance and kind of kibosh the whole thing or not. But they gave him a legit goodbye. So they buried that character. And yet, a character older than his made a return this week. And we'll talk about oh, that yes. later. <laughs> Brother um, uh, Being honest, I actually did like the way his retirement went. Uh, no shenanigans, no weird things. Oh, yeah. Um, the fact that the guys that were there for The Undertaker didn't talk, I understood it. Um, whatever they would actually say would pretty much overwhelm what he would say. Because, first off, normally he doesn't talk much. And yeah. especially that day, which he was trying to control his feelings because, you know, he was saying goodbye to something he has been doing for three long years and you know they 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 couldn't talk they would just over they was just going to overshadow him yeah yeah it's understandable and i understand why they did it the way they did it it's just that it felt not because of there wasn't any interference or any shenanigans or whatnot i mean the tesla coils were cool uh the interest was cool as always it's just that, you know, you felt kind of uh, underwhelming. That was, he was very short and to the point, and he did it in character. Oh, yeah. Which you would question. You're like, well, everybody, at, at this point, the cat's out of the bag. He could have done it, you know, as Mark. But then again, people would have complained. I mean, we're complaining anyways. You're going to complain either way, however it was going to be done. But the thing is, it's done. He's retired. He's He hung up the, the coat and the the... The hat and the gloves and no more Undertaker. Now Mark Calloway has reappeared after 30 years of being disappeared. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's a meme that we saw uh, on those days. Uh, let's give a brief recap of uh, the action that happened in Survivor Series. Uh, we talked about the Battle Royal. I was the only one that actually gave a prediction that said Lars Sullivan. But, oh, well, Vince finally saw the reason or he just simply got bored of him and he didn't even yeah. show up on the uh, on that battle royal. And surprise, surprise, the Miz won. Although it seemed at the moment uh, how it was booked that uh, Dominic was going to take it. And mm-hmm. he seemed to be taking it until the very end. And then Miz did, a, a, you know, a Roman Reigns, a.k.a hide for the <laughs> direction of the battle royal <laughs> until everybody's done and yeah. then come in and take the spot and miss one the battle royal uh then uh i'm not gonna go in an order of appearance because that would be a little difficult to especially after mm-hmm. two weeks uh, you know the memory is not log in as it was is the memory is not as fresh as it was before uh then we had uh street street profits versus uh new day i had new day you guys had street profits and street profits one correct Yes, correct. That's correct. We got that one. I knew they were going to win because they are uh, racing at this moment and they're doing really good. Correct. Uh, Valden, you want to add anything to that? No, listen, look, I think I think it was good. Street Profit, you know, it's passing the torch. It was a great match. The match was awesome. Okay. Those two tag teams hit it off. You know, it was a great thing. So, 
I think it was a Survivor Series. You know, the the New Day at the end of the day said, "Hey, guys, it's your turn to good. carry the torch," and it was it was a great, it was a good, it was a good moment. So I liked it. Correct. Uh, then we had the men's elimination between Raw and SmackDown. Raw, uh, all all members survived, while uh, mm, every, yeah. uh, SmackDown ate the big L. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. was eliminated. It, it all started with Seth Rollins uh, sacrificing himself for, as he said, the greater good. Uh, we, I think, we all had uh, Raw winning that one, right? Oh yeah, yeah. All three of us had Raw, and you know, we, we didn't say that was gonna because we mentioned that they were not gonna work together at the end to win, but we didn't say they were like have a sweep. You know, that wasn't it, it. That was a program. I thought at the end of the day it was gonna be like. Maybe three or two of them at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but hey, it came out all five of them. Yeah, which is fine, you know, which is good. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, we. Uh, oh, sorry, Harold, you were gonna say something? Um, yes, and also actually for those uh, for those who listened to the lab to the last podcast, after the podcast and before the show, we actually changed a couple predictions on the group because of things that we saw that were happening. Um, we actually had to change a couple of things, and I believe this was one of them. Um, after we saw a couple of matches, how they were developing, mm-hmm. we had to say, oh, "No, this is what's going to happen now." Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and then on to the women's championship. Uh, well, the champion versus champion match with the women's Oscar versus Sasha, aka Walton's uh, uh, pretend wife. <laughs> you, you had to do that in, didn't you? Valdon's <laughs> uh, uh, pretend wife won. Yeah. And won clean. Wife two, actually. We yeah. have a perfect, you know, a first wife. Baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she won clean. She yeah, won, she won clean. She won clean. So uh, it was a good match, guys. It yes. was a great match. You know, yes. it was like head on. I love the match. At the end of the day, Sasha won. You know, I predicted Sasha not only because I like Sasha because hey, I have a huge crush on her. I'm not going to deny that. And half but the planet as well. <laughs> but professionally, she's a great wrestler, and she also has great technique. And I think that you know that match showed how good she was. She is. So it was a great match. Yeah. Uh, Harold, I actually lost in this one because I predicted Asuka was going to win. Not because one is better than the other or anything. I do believe both are actually exceptional wrestlers. However, I thought they were going to have a little bit, or I don't know, storytelling, like having Carmella interfere in a match and cause Sasha the match. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. I think I had uh, Asuka as well, if I recall. Yes. Yeah, you had. Uh, a, yeah. I was the only one who had Sasha. Oh, oh you you, you bet on your okay. wife. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, what can I do? I had to go that way. But besides that, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Sasha on yeah. the wrestling technique and a Mandalorian. She's, really in the ring. She's a Mandalorian. Yeah, also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been a, a a good couple of weeks for Sasha going appearing in the Mandalorian and also beating Oscar in Survivor Series. Uh, another match, a t- another title versus title match, uh, the Intercontinental versus U.S., Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Lashley won. I think we all had that one. Yeah, we all had that Lashley. That was a slapper knocker, as, as Jay Ross used to call it. <laughs> that was a good match. It was a no-brainer, actually. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really, just really, like, really obvious he was going to win. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It wasn't bad, but at the end of the day, we all know that Bobby Lip was going to win. So. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the women's elimination match, Raw versus SmackDown. We all predicted kind of yes. the same thing, that Lana was going to be sole survivor. However, how it actually went down, we didn't expect it to go that way. Yes, that's true, dude. I thought she would have put to a table for the 10th time, but it didn't happen. So, But she won, though. Yes, and she didn't go through a table. And the the streak has has been broken. No more going through tables. She hasn't gone through a table since. I do believe actually Vince got tired of that. Thankfully, thank God, it was just thank not funny God. anymore. It stopped no. being funny the first time, and then nine times later, it was uh, unsufferable. So uh, yes. 
Then the main event, I get the main event, right? I don't. I'm not missing a match. Am I missing a match? No, no, you're not. No, no. Okay, no. the the real main event because although the Taker was last, but it wasn't an actual wrestling match. But the actual main event wrestling match, Roman Reigns versus uh, Drew McIntyre, and it delivered in every conceivable fucking level. It was the best match of the night, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I... th- those two killed each other, destroyed yeah. each other, and both of them looked like a million bucks. But as we all predicted, Roman went over. Exactly. Hey, guys. I love this Roman Savage. You know, for me, this persona that he has is fucking awesome. I was watching him last night on SmackDown, and I said to myself, the Savage level is like over 10%. It's higher than 10 It's totally fucking awesome. And that match between him and Drew, it was a great match. At the end of the day, you know, this is a good thing for Roman because we, we, we got tired of Roman all being the good guy and still being the face. But this Roman guy... It's great, and and not and, and like you just mentioned, these two guys kill each other. Yes, it was a good wrestling match. They did great moves, you know. Even though this guy um, Jay came in and stuff like that, but if he hadn't come in, it still would have been a great match. Yes, so I loved the match. Was awesome. Yes, uh, the the Jay thing was just adding more element into the ongoing mm-hmm. storyline between Roman and Jay. So it didn't take away from the match because it wasn't that big of a distraction that you can say, well, clearly it was because of this that Roman won. Although it kind of it was that that caused the, the the ending, but in the end it was Roman's new uh, submission, you know, the chokehold that uh, knocked Drew out and Drew passed out. So he didn't quit; he just passed out. So it made him look good in the ending that yeah. he didn't quit. So it was a a good ending, a a great match. Uh, Harold, do you have anything to add to that? Actually, yes, and I'm going to go back to another match in this case, talking about this one too. Um, That is the first, the main thing I was talking about in this Sasha versus Oscar. Mm -hmm. Add some storytelling to it. Just don't make it okay, it's a match. Yes, it was great, it doesn't matter. Okay, perfect. If you wanted Sasha to win anyway, have have her win. But have something like you could have Carmella interfere and have Sasha win anyway. And this is actually what happened here in this match. This match was incredible. And it also had story. You actually saw that they didn't forget that there was something going on with Jay and Roman Reigns. And they capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this match for me was great, and as you mentioned, Ariel, it was this was the match of the night, no doubt about it. I mean, close contender was Street Profits versus New Day to me. Totally. And yeah, yeah, that was the second Indeed. match. Yeah, true. That was close contender. But uh, anyways, kudos to WWE for producing a great pay per view. You know, I I'm normally the first one to be ready to shit on them and and, and the first available opportunity. But I'm also the first one that will give them props when when earned, and they earned it on that pay per view. So yeah, kudos. It, was, it was a great match. Yes, kudos to WWE for well built production. That that ending, you know, that that Undertaker retirement speech, a bit tad underwhelming in my opinion. But you know, how were you going to deliver on a promise of an ending of a career? I mean, uh, normally yeah. a wrestler ends with his uh, shoulders in the mat. And Undertaker went out with a speech. So that's a rarity in the business. That's a privilege given to very few or almost none. So uh, it is what it is. And I'm happy that he has a career. And I think that he is finally at peace with himself. And that's the important thing. Uh, Now he gets to live a good life with his beautiful wife and beautiful family. The millions that he's made with wrestling and also with real estate. Mm -hmm. So... uh, Happy trails to Mark Calloway. Hope he has a great life and enjoys the spoils that he's earned for over 30 years of putting his body in the line just to entertain us fucking Marks. (laughs) And I want to thank him for those 30 years. Yeah, he gave it all. For giving us, you know, those WrestleMania moments. Thank you for giving us your blood, your sweat, your tears, your fucking devotion to this freaking business. You know, um, 
not many wrestlers have the opportunity to wrestle at his age. And I think for me, it was an honor and a privilege on me me, Ariel, on way back are older than Harold. We've than you, seen Harold. the whole thing, and, the entire and, WWE run. We saw it, the entire yeah, thing. And, and, and me and him, we watched this. We were little kids watching this. And for me to see what I've experienced that night, I, I was like, my emotions, you know, maybe I'm able to be too much, but, but I said to myself, you know something? Thank you. Because what he did for this business. What he did for the, for all those wrestlers during that time, that he helped them, you know, put them over on top. Batista, John Cena, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, the list goes on. But the, thank you, Edge. Thank you very much, Undertaker, because I feel whole what you have done for the business. And for me, he is a, the mentor of everybody. You know, everybody was giving him Sasha Banks. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy. You see all these wrestlers doing homage to him. Yeah. Because for me, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was a persona. But the Undertaker for me is above Hulk Hogan. For me, he's a god. I'm, that's how I see it. Well, he's the one that's left the biggest mark in WWE because yes. I, I don't think there has ever been a wrestler with the longest tenure in that company than Undertaker. Yes, I agree. Harold, I mean, what you think, we're Harold? talking about a guy that didn't mind actually working, even being hurt. The guy was injured multiple times and he said, fuck it, I'm going to do this. It doesn't matter. The guy fought even with, I believe it was third degree burns, something like that, when yes, he had yes. a problem with the pyro. Yes, yes, correct. And he, he said, I'm, I'm doing this. I came here to deliver. The, the, the public is waiting for me. Crowd is waiting for me. I have to deliver no matter what. The guy was just that kind of guy. And he deserved everything that comes from him uh, for him right now. Good, everything. And he deserves to retire the way he did. Yes. If somebody deserves it, that's him. Yes. No is. doubt about it. It, we the most overused phrase in wrestling is paying your dues and well he paid him and then some 20 times over so oh, yes, uh, totally, totally. Uh, we thank you undertaker mark calloway for everything for the entertainment for all the years for putting your body your your livelihood on the line for us and for making us happy and entertaining us with everything that you did in wwe and even before that, because that counts as well, because that if you didn't do what you did before, you wouldn't have never become The Undertaker. So uh, we yeah. thank The Undertaker. And, and speaking of gratitude, we also have to talk about the sad shit in life. We are oh, yes. in 2020, after all, and 2020 has been noticeable for being a cunt, a fucking dick, and for killing a bunch of people that yeah. we weren't expecting. And that number we sadly have to add now. Uh, Pat Patterson. Uh, Pat Guys, Patterson. I, w- I want to give. I'm sorry to do it. I want to give five five seconds of silence to Pat Patterson. What he's done for the business, what he's done for all those wrestlers, people today who are superstars for him. Let's just give this moment of five seconds to Pat. Okay. Pat, rest in peace. Be with God. Thank you very much for giving us, you know, the, the future that you have for the for this business. You know, God, you know, it's incredible that I I read all the stuff that, that the wrestlers has has spoken about him. And it's incredible that it was he was first Intercontinental Champion, first World Rumble guy, um, first got to turn out, you know, to, to say that he was gay, but he guided everybody from from WWE, NXT to where they are today. And that guy deserves a marriage. It's incredible, guys. You know, so it's it's incredible. So, you know, um, 2020, Larry, like you said, has been a tough year for all of us and every single personal and wrestling-wise in the world. But, you know, um, things happen for a reason. And, and they Pat, rest in peace. And it, 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 you know, thank you for giving us 
the future of WWE. Uh, Harold, do you want to add something to that? Yes, actually. Um, Pat Patterson was the kind of guy that he didn't care much about how he was feeling. If he wanted to celebrate with the guys at NXT, he would just go out. They were telling him once, hey, don't go out. And he said, I want to see you fucking try and stop me. He is just that passionate. He was just that passionate helping the yeah. new generation of superstars for the wrestling world that he just didn't care. And unfortunately, you know, we might blame the year or whatever, but his, his health was actually pretty bad. And the ones that were actually very close to him were just sad to see that his dementia was actually going way worse and his cancer was to a point to where very few people actually could withstand it. So unfortunately, you know, things happen and he will always be remembered as one of the best in the business, not only as a wrestler, but as a mentor for newer generations to come because he was just that passionate about the business. Pat Patterson, yes. thank you for everything. Yes. Uh, Pat Patterson was the creator of the Royal Rumble. Uh, he was selected as the first Intercontinental tie uh, Champion, although they said there was a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. We all know that is bullshit. But still, the fact that they chose him to introduce a new title into WWE, it shows that the, the amount of r respect that was shown to him at that time and knowing that he can carry a belt and, and to put some prestige, because, you know, if you're going to put a belt on somebody... You better put it on somebody that actually makes the belt important. So him being the first one tells you everything that you need to know of the importance of that belt. And a belt that exi still exists today, although in a different design, but it still exists. And uh, WWE, everything that WWE is now, it owes in a large part to Pat Patterson because Pat Patterson is the Finnish doctor. He was the guy who know who who you would go to to know how to end a match. How would be the ending? Uh, he would let the the producers produce the match and or the wrestlers, but the ending was always a Pat thing. Pat would do the finish. He would tell you, for yeah. example, he's responsible for the Hogan and War, uh, Ultimate Warrior match in in Toronto and in, in WrestleMania. Uh, although you know that both of them, both Warrior and Hogan, are not exactly known for their technical expertise, it was still a good match, and it was all Pat. That was Pat Patterson's uh, uh, book, uh, script book right there, and and uh, and also a lot of matches that you can take away. In I mean, we don't have the time not to explain in detail every single match that Pat has involvement with. The thing is, WWE is what it is in part in very big part due to pat patterson so his importance cannot be overlooked his contribution to the wrestling business cannot be overlooked as well and the fact that he was the i won't say openly gay but he was i mean he said it himself that back in those days there were a bunch of gay wrestlers it's just that it was not something that you talked about publicly because reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, the thing is, you know, whatever happened in his personal life, that's not even here or there. The thing is, his contribution to the business should be applauded. And uh, he's it's a sad end, as you said, Harold, you know, with dementia and also the cancer. A one-two combo, and also I would add 2020 to the combo as well because it's a cunt of a year, and it was the year Damn, that he died. So, so fuck, fuck you, 2020, fuck, fuck you, cancer, fuck you, dementia, and uh, Pat Patterson, may you finally rest in peace. So uh, let's just get that somber thing out of the way, and let's talk about the company that this week has taken wrestling by the balls and and dragged it. And said, okay, you you people are my bitches now. Which is AEW. AEW this week has taken wrestling. And it just has exploded the minds of everyone. 
with a one-two combination punch. The first punch that was delivered on Wednesday on the Winter is Coming uh, broadcast of Dynamite, the first punch is the unthinkable happened. Sting is AEW. Yeah. So in the same year that the Undertaker decides to hang up the trench coat and the and the and the sombrero and the, and the gloves, a sixty-one-year-old Sting decides to come back and finishes his career in AEW. What in the serious fuck? <laughs> uh, opinions. Uh. <laughs> This has to be right now the most important show in the short history of AEW, no doubt in anyone's mind. Everything that transpired in that show was just jaw dropping. Uh, Sting actually making his day this Wednesday show was something that absolutely no one was uh, expecting. Kayfabe is alive, guys. Yes. People actually can't keep things a secret. Yes. And this one was a huge one. And with the reasons to have it as a secret, it actually blew everything on this business. And right now, uh, stealing a page from Roman Reigns, the head of the table is AEW right now. Yes. Uh, Baldwin? Look, I have mixed feelings for this man. You know, <laughs> it's, this, this is something. You know, I'm old school, basically. You know, because you know something like this, you know, should not happen. And Sting was retired already, guys. You know, what's the use you coming back on something basically that it doesn't? You know, I, I said to, when I saw him on Wednesday, I was surprised. Yes, I was. And I said to myself, "What the fuck are you doing?" You're 61. You're in your 60s already. What the fuck? You coming back? You know, let he these can young collect guys a pension. do what they need to do. He well, can collect a pension. Back? What? He can collect a pension. Yeah, true. That's also true. <laughs> but it was guys. You know, maybe you know, maybe he thought that WWE what happened with Seth Rollins. You know, that's unfortunately that he wanted to end his career a different way. Yes, but this guy's already over, over, was over. It should be done already, buried. Yeah. Out. Uh, I you actually. Know, that, 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 that's how I see it. I'm sorry. No, no. I, 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 I understand, but I actually have a copy of uh, a, 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 one, an alleged reason why Sting signed with AEW. And the reason is that he was unhappy with how he was used in in WWE and wants a proper final run for his audience. That's per uh, WrestleTalk. So uh, that's one of the reasons. And I and if you, you if I mean you got to be in his shoes to understand it. Well, yeah, true. I mean You're right. you you. You evaluate that year. I mean, what was it? 2015, right? Yeah, correct. It was 2015. And in that year, he wrestled Triple H and ate a big L Mm -hmm. in WrestleMania, of all places, uh, which uh, I think that the the actual match that should have happened was Sting versus Undertaker. Mm -hmm. That was what should have happened. But no, Triple H wanted to get that W for WWE and relive, relive the whole uh, WCW versus WWE, which is bullshit because WWE owns WCW. Yes. So why the fuck are you going to make fun of a company that you own? So <laughs> and it's part of your canon and it's part of the WWE at, network. At, at the, look, at the end of the day, look, I, I get what you're saying. His match with Seth Rollins was just like, you know, he he didn't want to end it that way. I'm, I get it. And, and I respect that because he wanted to end his career and his in a terms. way look out of the boom. But right now, you know, at his age, at his spot, when you think about it, you ask yourself, okay, what's the point? Yeah, I if mean. You, own, you know, go on your icon. Why, why you want to come back? Oh, okay. It gave you a bunch of ratings. Yes, we were over impressed. 
I was impressed. I'm not gonna deny that, guys. I mean, I was impressed. A W almost did a million in, in, yeah. in the ratings. In, true, true. That's true, though. In the middle of a pandemic, that is huge. Well, that's huge, guys. Look, I, hey, that gave him ratings. I just think that you know I have mixed feelings for that. I'm not, I said to myself, okay, I agree. He didn't go out the way he wanted to with Seth Rollins. Which is fine. I agree with it. He wanted to go out like maybe like the Undertaker and other wrestlers like Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. But you know that's at the at the moment that's what happened to you. Mm-hmm. You got seriously injured. You know it's something like just um, accept what you got and just end it. Coming back right now maybe could cause even worse if he starts wrestling because he has to wrestle a match. Well, that's that, that's the thing that they said that uh, he will have minimum involvement physically because sixty one again and also neck issues. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, but he will be like a main storyline figure, but uh, a non active one. He will be like a kind of an Arn Anderson kind of deal, or a, yeah. or Jake the Snake, or Tully Blanchard kind of deal. You know that they're there, they're mouthpieces. They they move around and exactly. participate, but not necessarily in a match. I don't agree. I don't like the idea for him wrestling. Me neither. Think, Me neither. You know, he's sixty-one for God's sake. And that is like he's been doing DDP yoga because yes. DDP. Yes, he's still limber. He still can do some shit, but he is staying. His injury is well known. And there's a reason why he hasn't wrestled since 2015. So, uh, you know, five years, it, five years, guys. exactly. Five years. It's exciting to see him somewhere else. Exactly. It, it, it's it makes a difference because it's something out of the blue. It was unpredictable because, as Harold said, nobody was expecting this to happen. Nobody knew this was going to happen. So it. It caught the attention. It, it, it did what it had to do in terms of getting the attention of the uh, of the uh, mainstream wrestling fans, and some of us old school fans also were like, "Holy shit, Sting is in AEW!" So it which did it it it, it 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 delivered its purpose, which was getting attention. Exactly. But I don't think that he's going to be an active wrestler. I, it's just my opinion. I hope. not. I, hope. I am going to add something that unfortunately. This episode, I didn't want to, I don't know, share on Vince for at least one episode. But this is something that came out from Ugo Savinovic. He said that Sting in one moment actually pitched a match to Vince. Something similar to what Taker and AJ had at WrestleMania. And he showed no interest whatsoever the match i believe if that match actually happened we wouldn't be seeing sting debuting at AEW. something that actually he wanted to do he wanted a match mm-hmm. with the undertaker yeah, you and he even he even made it easier for vince to actually have something believable let's do something that is kind of cinematic and you know we don't have to put that much effort and yeah. he just like, uh, whatever, I don't care. And it had to be, of course, the five-year-old boss with Asperger's. Yeah, the five-year-old child with Asperger's. And he, there you go. he went to bed on that one. So there you go. So th- that's what you yeah. get for not uh, at least entertaining the idea. I mean, it, at this point, any type of match between Sting and The Undertaker, a fan would eat it up. Your traditional fan would eat it up, even if it was a cinematic match. Hell, even yeah. if they had like uh, uh, stunt doubles doing the high risk shit, like falling off a building and whatnot. If they did that shit, I don't give a fuck. It's like we got Sting Undertaker. I mean, we are, up till now we can only get it on fucking video games. When you had the two guys active wrestlers in 2015, and you didn't pull that plug, shame on you. So exactly. now. So oh. now uh, Sting went to uh, Greener Pastures and uh, Undertaker retired. So now uh, Vince stays with his dick between his hands. Hey, look, look, I was okay putting him with Triple H. It's fine. Perfectly fine. But with Seth Rollins, no. 
they should have at least put him with with Undertaker. That's what they should have done. Two freaking icons that lasted to over 20 well, years of wrestling. Yeah, I think Those Undertaker was in together. the middle of his feud with uh, Brock in that point. Yeah, but, you know, they should have found a way, a loophole to that. Because they said, okay, let's end this feud, let's get it over with, and let's bring him out to Sting. Let's hold on Sting for a while, not him to wrestle for a while, put him under the hedges, you know, keep him around, stuff like that. You know, just keep the storylines going. Yeah. But not put him to wrestle with Seth Rollins. That was a huge mistake. When he did that buckle bomb, he took three of them. He took three of them. Exactly. It was done. He was done already. Look, I mean, why Seth Rollins did three of them? Seth should have done one. No, Seth did three, which freaking actually destroyed him, and yeah. he wasn't. Therefore, you know, wasn't able to continue wrestling anymore. Uh, Harold, you, know, you were going to say something? Yes, I actually was not happy with the match, but I did understand why they did it. Who better than Sting to help push a guy like Seth Rollins up to the moon? That's something that actually, that's the intentions they had with the match, of yeah. course. To elevate uh, it Seth. It actually went backwards because, you know, it, it ended with Sting injured. Everybody was shitting on Seth for injuring Sting and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. But should things go on a better note, I actually think that Seth Rollins would have been pushed to the moon and beyond. Yeah. Hey, man, I think Seth didn't need his thing to be pushed. For me, it wasn't necessary. Look, he uh, where he is now. No, no, look. He didn't need Sting to push him. For me, they should have used somebody else besides Sting. He did not need Sting to be pushed because uh, Seth at that yeah, time it, was already pushed. Okay. Already. Guys, it wasn't we're, necessary. We're split, That's my point. Of view. We're, we're splitting hairs over a thing that happened five years ago, and, and now it's no consequence because... Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, let's Seth, move on, man. Seth, Seth is where he is now. Sting is in AEW. So at the end of the day, there was... Other than cutting five years out of Sting's in-ring career, there's been no consequences in terms of, well, Seth is still a main guy, although not with the belt at the time because right now he got Becky Lynch pregnant and being a father and shit. Uh, and Sting, well, he's on with his life. You know, he got a contract, he's he's happy, and we wish him the best. I just hope that he doesn't yeah. take any bumps. You uh, know what I want to talk about right now, bro, about... Our new AEW World Heavyweight That's Champion. That's exactly Kenny where we're going to go. Omega. Uh, Kenny turned fully heel now because he's a uh, heel turn has been teased for months now. Yes. The slowest of burns AEW plays the game. <laughs> they play the game with a slow burn. And uh, Kenny's uh, heel turn has been something in the making for months. But yeah. uh, on Wednesday's Dynamite, that was the completion of... Fully cleaner uh, Bullet Club uh, Kenny Omega because he won the, the, the match dirty by hitting uh, John Moxley with a microphone on his head, bleeding him, and then performing the one-wing angel on him. Got the one, two, three, and lickety split out of the arena faster than immediately with Don Callis dropping the bombshell that everything will be explained on Tuesday night. And when they were corrected, like, no... Dynamite's on Wednesdays. No, I'm not talking about Dynamite. We're talking about Impact. So right away, opening the floodgates and making it official, AEW has a working relationship with Impact. So just for the record, AEW has an open relationship with NWA, AAA uh, in Mexico, New mm -hmm. Japan, and yes. Impact. Wow. Four. All four of them together. And we only need Ring of Honor now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only need Ring of Honor now, and that's it. I mean, what the fuck is going on in AEW? What kind of... Uh, I mean, I, I know that Tony Khan teased a few weeks ago. He said that there are big surprises ahead. but And I was expecting an Impact versus... An Impact and AEW thing, but... The thing is that they are in cahoots with so many companies now that the possibilities right now are endless, and it's everybody's ball game now. It's anybody's ball game. AW wins, 
Impact wins, NWA wins, New Japan wins, and AAA wins. Because why getting their assets in a product that is widely seen because TNA is of all the other wrestling companies that we mentioned is the one that is widely available for the majority of the public because while the other guys have their thing in the internet and you can access it via YouTube or whatnot whatever channels that they have TNT is a viable commodity in terms of people there's still people that actually use cable <laughs> I know, shocking, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, as the old school people, they're watching wrestling, and they got that one-two punch with Sting coming back on, and that right away opens up the old marks that had stopped watching wrestling a minute ago, and be like, holy shit, Sting is back? What the fuck is this? What's this new company? AEW? I never heard of them. And then... You have the revelation that they have united with every single, almost every single independent company in the U.S. with the exception of Ring of Honor, and and now you're gonna have all of those products in one place, and that automatically gets the shit difficult for WWE. Yeah. This. Hey man, I I like this. You yeah, know, exactly. This is, yeah, this is this is good. This is a good change, a good view. You know, it gets other. Um, you can see other promotions interacting with each other, which WWE never wants to do, actually, from the, from, from, the, from the get-go. So this is something good. I think this is going to help uh, all the promotions to evolve to a different stage, which is to work together and to continue working together. Now, regarding um, Kenny Omega being champion, you know, I'm happy because I know... I know um, John Moxley, um, his wife is pregnant right now. Maybe he wants to spend more time with her. He's gonna be out for a while, at least for a couple of months. You know, she does, even though she has a small bump of her pregnancy. She's but like I think maybe John three months in. Wanted, She's probably like three or four months in. Yeah, but I think John wanted a break. For me, John wanted probably a break to spend time with his wife right now, which is a good thing. You know, you know, Seth Rollins asked for the same thing also. So basically, right now, you know, and this, and it was time for um, Kenny Omega to step up. You know, they gave uh, they gave the title to Chris Jericho. Um, he held it for a couple of months. Mox did a cr- incredible job, an excellent job, maintaining as world champion. But I think it's time, you know, to, you know, give it to the to the cleaner, and it, it was about time for for uh, a change. So this is a this is a plus. I I like what's going on. I like what I see. I was like, I was on Wednesday and I'm like, wow. I came back from my birthday party and I started watching AEW the first thing when I came back. And I said, wow, this is totally awesome. You know, this, this is great. So let's see what's going to happen, you know, on, on Tuesday night on Impact. Yeah, now we have to watch Impact, for God's sake. <laughs> I watch it, though. You know, I, I Look, guys, I watch Impact, AEW. SmackDown Raw. The only thing I don't watch is Ring of Honor. I don't watch Ring of Honor, but I watch the other promotions because I like to see what's going on. You know, this is going to be good. Uh, Harold, you want to add something to that? Uh, yes, I actually want to. Um, this is what good booking actually does for you when you when you get it done the right way. Um, things actually go up. And we talked about this uh, having Kenny Omega as champ when we were predicting full gear. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. We, we yes. actually talked about it. We knew that John Moxley was going to retain a full gear because, you know, having the title change that night and then give it, giving the title to Omega would have been actually a dumb idea. Just change mm-hmm. the title so soon. Mm-hmm. So this is what good booking does to the business you actually have your audience happy with what they see and from the other side having omega just run away like he's gonna be he's gonna get killed by somebody because he's going to appear at next week's impact show um i'm going to take myself on a trip on memory lane at 2011 money in the bank chicago illinois should WWE actually be open to, you know, have relationships with other companies? When CM Punk defeated John Cena that night, that he just left and he was, quote, out of contract with WWE, 
that is actually what should have happened. Seeing CM Punk appearing on another promotion with the title, mm-hmm. bragging that he left and that he's not going back to WWE, although he was going back anyway. Yeah. I mean, that that, yeah. that, that Summer of Punk was a very big missed opportunity in so many senses, but let's not talk about that because that's in the past. Let's talk about the present, which is now AW opening the floodgates for the possibilities of awesome interpromotional matches that can appear yeah. not not only on Dynamite, but also on AW pay-per-views, for God's sake. So this opens, this is a great possibility. This is a great moment for wrestling in general. To the point that even Triple H admitted that there is possibility of opening up in the future, although you know the fr- the way he phrased it was like ten, fifteen years, aka when Vince croaks, <laughs> if he does, <laughs> because at hey this guys, point in at- the early in the late seventies and the early eighties, AWA and NWA used to work together. Yes. Well, why not? Because why not? why not Vince cannot open the door? Because Vince thinks he's the end all yeah. be all. He thinks that he is the almighty, that he killed the competition and that everybody should bow down and kiss his ass. Well, unfortunately, you know, Vince, you know, until he changes his mind, we have to wait for that. But now I'm really happy for EW, for Impact and any other promotion that wants to work together. Because right now, this is the feature of wrestling right now. Yes. Together, all as one. Because alone, which is a great thing. I mean, AEW alone had a decent uh, a shot uh, getting to WWE, but now by doing this, the oh, door no. is fucking open for business in the sense that WWE better watch the fuck out because totally uh, now adding this type of caliber because you know what Impact has. I mean, you want to talk about where they are or how the hell, how the hell. They're booked and whatnot, but Impact got a locker room. They got a locker room. Uh, NWA, they got a locker room. AAA got good luchadores. And New Japan, need I say more? So add all that, plus the locker room that's already stacked in AEW. What the hell do you have? You got a fucking hurricane of great wrestling being ready to be flooded on the U.S. market. And WWE totally. should be, they should be shitting their pants at this moment. They yes. should. I mean, should, but, you know, Vince is Vince, and it just, whatever. And at the end of the day, what something that Vince forgot is in any business, not only in the wrestling business, is in any business in any business that actually belongs to show business that actually has an audience. The audience actually has the has to be the absolute winner. When the audience wins, company wins. Exactly. When the audience when the audience loses, company loses as well. Because when an audience loses interest in your product then you have a big problem, my friend. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, guys, listen, I, I have to leave right now. Um, thank you very much for inviting me. I had a great time talking to you guys. The topic were awesome. You know, have a good night, you know, and I'll see you on the next time on Smart's Roundtable. <laughs> well, that's a private group. That's the Smart Nerd Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me rephrase that. Smart Nerd Podcast. <laughs> okay, okay, it's okay. All right. All no, right. I it's mean. Okay, alright. No, I mean. All right, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, it's always been a pleasure. You know, I've been doing this with Ariel for a long time. You know, back in the old days, and now doing it again. Harold, thank you so much for your input. You know, uh, we we done really good us three together working. You know, we have great. Um, chemistry so guys uh, i see you in this podcast have a good night and your brother right here is going to continue drinking have another whiskey right oh now. <laughs> god don't oh. get too wasted uh dude any any whiskey. liver donors out there get ready <laughs> <laughs>
I believe so. They're going to be in line for my liver. <laughs> Not just his, his entire family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Guys, we need at least 12. Forward, at right? least 12. <laughs> oh my Later, god. Later, bro. Have a good have a good Take one, guys. care and don't Good drink night. yourself to death. No, I, that that wouldn't have happened. Trust me. Hope to God. Hope to God. Yes, true. Have a good one, guys. Bye. T- take Bye. care, man. Well, Harold. Uh, so far, uh, I think we covered every basis that we said that we we're going to cover. So I think we can call it a, a, a night in terms of the podcast, right? Actually, yes. We actually covered every basis. We Nothing else to say at the moment. Yeah. It's just fading over wet. So. Yeah. And so uh, the conclusion is uh, AW just got big and WWE just shit the bed. So uh, uh, so thank you, Vince, uh, for fucking up the Undertaker versus Sting match. I can still make it happen in WWE 2K16, <laughs> which is, by the way, a better wrestling game. Then anything that uh, uh, 2K has released since what uh, 2K19? Uh, since ever, actually, that's the best game they have. All they have, they have launched. Uh, it was 2K15, but when 2K16 came out, just topped that. And I mean, then 2K7, they 2K17 was okay. In my case, it got to a point when I got 2K19, there, there was a point where actually the game would not even run. Oh my god. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna play this shit ever again. Fuck it. Okay, so. This, I, I'm gonna play No Mercy. Okay, so I'm glad I stayed with 2K16 then. Okay, uh, so uh, that's the conclusion now for the Smart Nerd Podcast. Alvaldo uh, already said his goodbyes. Harold, do you wanna say goodbye to the peoples? always here guys whenever we actually get the chance to sometimes shit happens we're always here and thank you have a good one okay well on behalf of Baldwin and Harold this has been Ariel and this has been the Smart Nerd Podcast so long everybody hopefully we'll be hearing each other next week take care guys <laughs>